my kids, for whatever reason, they come to me with proposals. It's not, hey, just want to talk to you about something. It's like it could be full on PowerPoints. Yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's a presentation. Wow. And so Cage came to me to talk about, you know what my room needs? I, my room needs levels. <laughs> levels jerry no no levels. just just imagine it yeah just imagine it if we yeah. put my bed up near the ceiling and think of all the room i'd have i could have a step up to a platform for study and wow can i just say christopher that's not normal what's not normal? did your kids would bring presentations to you for things that they want in, in my context it is i don't yeah. know any other way okay well <laughs> Let me just take that a step further. You're not normal. <laughs> hey guys, I, I hate to be a pickler about things, and I know pickler? I don't want to be a you know a You're diva. Pickle but stuff? My podcast pillow. Do we have that here? You have a pillow. I do. Why do you I get do. a pillow as the host of the? Oh, I'm sorry, as the co-host yeah. of the <laughs> show. <laughs> Why do you get a pillow? Well, because I'm special. Is my foot massager back there as well? <laughs> you can ask about that next time. <laughs> Man, thank you. I don't even know. What does a podcast pillow do? Does it make you sound smarter? These chairs lean back just a little too far for me. Oh, my gosh. What a diva. What is he doing? What is he doing? What is he doing? Look away. Don't look at me. You baby. Don't look at me. Look away. Look away. I'm hideous. Jerry, don't. Look away. Your face looks like a catcher's mitt. So you think you're ready? Ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> All right, cue the music. Well, hello and welcome to the show. This is Crazy Pastors, and I'm your host, Christopher Cass. And I am Ronnie Marriott. The other host. The other host. Yes. Lest you get us all confused. And thank you so much, Global Nation, for chiming in and listening. I heard that we had 500 people listen to the last episode on Thursday. Is that right? It's 500 total listeners. Oh, total listeners. oh scratch that. 400 were accidental. Scratch that. Well, the good thing is I do have a testimonial I want to read. So I got this. Ooh, it says, your podcasts are incredibly informative, inspiring, and entertaining. I'm always left with a feeling of, yes, I can. So thank you for taking the time to bring all of the wonderful guests and make their advice and experience accessible to people who don't live in L.A. That's from uh, Natalie in Toronto. Elvis Presley. Yeah, that's not our podcast testimonial. That's another podcast testimony. But I I, I so long to have some of those. name here. Yeah, it works. Yeah. One of these days, one of these days. Do you have her email address? So, yeah, just as a note, if you are listening to the podcast, you know, uh, it'd be nice for you to, you know, make a comment, uh, leave us a review, just let us know someone's listening. Or get a life. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, hey, as we start the episode, I do have a house cleaning item. It's a fact checking item, actually. Several episodes ago. Yeah, fact checking. We actually do this. It's very important to make sure we keep things right here. Oh. And so our committee came back after doing some background checking and determined <laughs> that no, the words that you said that your grandma used as her last words were not correct. Eh, something like that. I mean, it was close. Yes. Right? If, so if yeah. you, I, I forget what episode that's in, but go yeah, check it out. It's it was, probably the best one. That's a that's a genius moment. Yeah. See, I thought you said fat checking, and I thought, what are you looking oh, at me for? Oh my word! Stop doing no. that. Fact. BMI. BMI. Checking. Oh, TMI. Says the man with 2% body fat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) All right. Two here, two here, two here. Well, hey, one of the things I wanted to talk about today is 
a good book here. It came back onto my radar because of something that happened at the convention. And while there I was you. there, ran into a guy, Connor Bales. Connor, he and I served at a church before. Now he's over at Prestonwood. He what was does the he guy, do at Prestonwood? Does uh, he take I, Jack Graham's place? No. No. No, he is uh, a campus pastor. Yeah, the North Campus pastor. Oh, North Campus. Yeah. Okay. And he was also, he hired Chris Wigley. Oh, really? Uh, from this church's fame. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, so when they were they were out in East Texas doing some stuff together where Connor was a lead pastor out there. Oh. So anyway, but Connor and I were talking over breakfast and he had just thanked me for this book I put in his hands years ago that had a big impact on him. Yeah. And it's the book, A Tale of Three Kings by Gene Edwards. This is a mandatory read for all DTS students. That's how I found out about it. Uh, when you were at DTS? No, I just hung I around those. with a lot of DTS that, students, yeah. but no, I didn't That was never, a good week, wasn't it? I never... <laughs> I, I applied many times and never got in. But anyway, so I read the book when I was transitioning from one church to the next through painful circumstances. So that's what this book is about, is a transitional leadership and it really meant a lot to me. Evidently, it had an impact on Connor. He says he reads it about once a year and has given a bunch of copies to people through the years as well. So if you haven't read it, strongly recommend you to read it. Give it a give it a check out. So you target people who have pain in ministry? If they're crying. That, okay. Yeah, generally, okay. if someone's crying, I give them this book. There's a book. And yes. then walk away. I, nice. do. I, I, I did walk away. Yes. If I have a few minutes, I actually yeah. hand them a box of tissues as How well. How are you doing? Oh, sorry. Here's a book. Yeah. <laughs> no. See you later. Oh, my word. I might... <laughs> You know, sometimes when you visualize things in your head, but you never do them, kind of like daydreaming. Yeah. I may dream that at some times, but I have to say I have never, ever done that. That would have that would be cruel. That's nice. Yeah. If you're emailing me, I'll send you my book. Yes. Well, Ronnie, as I yawn and yes, stretch sir. here, I am so excited. I am so excited Why because I, excited? After, after 22 years of ministry, I get wow. my very first sabbatical coming up. Hey, congratulations. Uh, so can you remind me what that is? Did we approve that? Was that a... Well, yeah. Let's, okay. Let's offline that one. Yeah. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. So you've been on, you went on sabbatical last year. I did. My first one ever as well. And so, which is really surprising. You've been, a, it is. you've been a lead pastor in ministry, what, 42 years now? It's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Started when I was seven. Yeah, yeah. Pastor, my first church at seven years old. Yeah, no, seven years old. Oh, what you said? Seven years old. That's the way I said. <laughs> I don't know. I've been in it for a while, a right? long time. Yeah, I've got a few skins on the wall, as you say. Yes, and so it really surprised me, and it was really uh, <laughs> when it came time for you to take sabbatical. <laughs> People may not know this, that we actually had to push on this. We had to make this happen. Yeah. Because my dear friend, Ronnie Marriott, had never, outside of a mission trip, had never been away from his church for two Sundays in a row in his career. Yeah, I know. That's bad on me. I should do better. I should have done better. But going into it— In retrospect, I should have done better. Right. So that's the point I want to get to, right? So as we're we're approaching this, because you and I started talking about this in January— Of, of last pre-COVID. year about you going oh, yeah. on, va- on a yeah. sabbatical. And it took like three or four months, I think, of yeah. conversation for you to actually go, okay, yeah, yeah maybe I should. Yeah. You, you had to convince me. So why? Fear of being forgotten. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's just like there's never a great time to do that. I mean, in the rhythm of a church, there's always something going on. I mean, right. we talk about even in the summer, July, it's kind of a downtime for our church. That's our rhythm so people can 
maybe take their vacations in that. And so, but all right, even in that, we got staff taking vacations and then the pastor's gone. And so, we have sickness, yeah, it's we just have death. death. Yeah, it's just never a great time to get away. So, you just yeah. have to force yourself to do it. And I think that advanced conversation and planning was helpful to say, here's the best, you know, the out of the, out of a time that's not great, but here's the best opportunity and the best impactful for the person going on sabbatical. That's important. Yes. But like timing it with their family. Family. uh, And then secondarily for the church, what is the best time for the person to be away from the church? You know, I served in a church before here that you got three months on sabbatical. Wow. Which was great for the person on sabbatical, really difficult for while I was there, my worship pastor was on sabbatical for three months, and that was really difficult time. We had fill-ins and all that, but still, there was just a break in momentum. It hurts the mo. Yeah, it does. I mean, so you kind of get that rhythm going and, and had to have him gone, which was great, and he came back charged and, you know, right. full force. But it was, you just have to be ready for that and be well, prepared. Well, and then you also, I mean, there's a grand continuum of how sabbaticals are done and how yeah. they're treated, right? Yes. And so, as I was talking to XPs in my group about how they handle these things and what their policies are, yeah. it really went the gamut. One is pretty simple. You're gone. Yeah. But then there are a lot of them, I would say, a strong number of churches out there have like here's how many weeks you can be gone. Here's what you need to be doing in these weeks. Here's the reports that you need to write showing what you learned while you're on these. There's all different ways to do it. And what I appreciated about our leadership here is they actually entered into conversation with me. What do you need on sabbatical? As the pastor, as the minister going Mm. on sabbatical, what what are some things that would be helpful for you? Which typically I don't hear that. Usually it's already put in the policy and no one ever talks to the minister of, hey, how can this be beneficial for you? Right. And some, you know, you like you mentioned, some churches have, well, you need to go study. You need to go study abroad. You need to write a paper report, do a book report or something, which, okay. And then what happens to that, right? Okay, thank you for doing that assignment we gave you for you to relax. We pitch it in the trash. So our philosophy here is this is a time to really relax. I mean, they say it takes 10 days to really fully disconnect from something emotionally, mentally, physically. Right. And then so you got 10 days, so having that time. And then, honestly, in my experience, the week before coming back, I was preparing for coming back. So really, even within that month, there's about a week and a half, you know, 14, 15 days, 20 days maybe, that were really just relaxing. And I think that is fine to say, hey, just go and relax, take some time away, get away from here. You guys did a great job about not contacting me. There was one point of contact. Right. That was my assistant, Kathy. She was the only one allowed to, unless dire straits or dire emergency. And she never contacted me. I mean, it was truly great. I don't know what went on while I wasn't here, but I could really not have to worry about anything. Because you know, ministers know, if you just get a contact, you see a post, man, your mind's reeling. How do I, you, you jump into action. Right. And just not to be able to do that because I was protected, was super helpful. I would suggest that at the minimal of part of a sabbatical program. You know, we have that philosophy of disconnectedness even applies to just vacation for us. It's a part of our yes. DNA. Yeah. That if you're not here, we need to do as a staff, as teammates, we need to do everything yeah. human possibly to allow you to fully be not here. Yeah. Right. That, that's tough. I mean, you're 
you're midweek. This has happened so many times, right? You're taking a one week vacation. So you already feel that pressure. I got one week. I got to get it all in in one week. And so then you take that vacation and it takes three or four days to just remind yourself you're on vacation. And I think some of us also probably, uh, maybe I'm alone in this, but as Sunday rolls around, yeah. My blood pressure starts to increase and I'm going, oh, okay, 8 a.m. meeting, I got to be there. Gotta, yeah. you're, you're not there the first Sunday, but it still yeah. feels like you're drawn there, right? Right. Well, and, and our, you know, our policy is that after five years, you can be awarded a sabbatical. Yes. So I think that's a good move that the leadership has to approve it. And I think that you, thank you for championing that for me uh, to go on that sabbatical because there, there will be policies in place like we have. But that's even flexible. So to be able to talk to that leadership group about what this looks like, what it should be, what is needed, was very helpful also in just the onset of getting it established. So I appreciate your leadership in that, seeing the need. But the other factor there, too, that allowed me to go away and feel confident is the quality of our staff. Mm. Having you there but in the whole staff knowing I, these guys can handle anything that comes their way. I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to be the one running point on whatever issue might come up. If they feel like I need to be involved, they'll let me know. Right. And that was comforting to me. And I think really helped me to be able to relax. Well, thank you for your encouragement. It was all very selfish on my part because I knew if I could get you on <laughs> <Yes>. sabbatical, <laughs> then I knew my I turn, could get sabbatical. Yeah. <laughs> so, no, but I, I do remember you coming back and saying how much you realize post sabbatical that you needed it. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I hope I hope you do get into more of a rhythm of taking these longer breaks away from the church. Yeah. It is a hard job. Can I just share you some of my problems? Share me some. I mean this share is some of your since problems. this is my personal podcast. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. <laughs> uh but let me let me let me back up the truck a little bit. So most churches may give they, they may have a sabbatical policy, yeah. but a lot of churches don't do it. They don't, don't they just don't they don't know what it is. Yeah. And and then when they do it, there's all these catches to doing it. It comes from the so, word Sabbath. Really, it's just to get people out in a way to decompress, I think, yeah. is a beautiful thing. One of the things on our sabbatical policy is that it's five years continuous service. Yes. So it's not five years continuous service here. Right. Yeah. So like if you had never had a sabbatical in 30 years of vocational ministry, came to be the lead pastor here, we could have immediately yeah. sent you on sabbatical yeah. before your first day in the pulpit. Yeah, if that was wise, but that's an option for sure. Well, I'm just saying it gives flexibility. It, it's less wrapped up. Yeah. Now, let me talk about me for a little Please. bit. Please. We've been waiting. So, <laughs> oh, look uh, at the numbers increase. I know that lead pastors struggle to be away from their church, but I don't think it, I know it's not just lead pastors. So my own personal testimony is that one, I do have some painful events that have occurred while I've been on vacation as a staff member of a church. So there's a little bit of baggage about that, about realizing I'm going to be gone and who knows what's going to happen while I'm gone. The other part of it, I think, is when I'm gone, they're going to recognize they don't need me anymore. And so when I get back, they don't need to have me on staff anymore. Wow. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Well, if you think about it, that part of my job is to help develop leaders, really, really competent, talented leaders here that do great work. Like you just said, yeah. we have an incredible yeah. staff, right? Yeah. So if I've done my job well, you yeah. guys shouldn't miss me outside of my jovial spirit and my warm yeah. and caring personality. Yeah. You guys shouldn't miss me a whole lot tactically. Well, let me just, Kenny, there's, that's never going to happen. <laughs> let me just kind of calm warm, your nerves. My warm, caring personality? Uh, no. Uh, 
Kenny, we'll always remember you, and we cannot wait for you to come back. <laughs> so enjoy your time, and don't ever consider being forgotten. But you know what I'm saying. I guarantee I'm, I'm talking you've about- you've pretty much written your name all over this building. So. <laughs> <laughs> I do have a really big Sharpie, one of those 44 Magnum Sharpies I write a lot on. A lot of signatures. See, no, yeah. I'm calling out myself on this. Yes, you are. Because pastors listening to this, I know are wrestling with the exact same thing. Yeah. You know, who's going to preach when I'm gone? What's going to happen? And when I come back, you know, especially, you know, you're of the right age and you're concerned about those things, you know, are they still going to want me here when yeah. I get back? Yeah. And if you are a pastor, don't be the guy that brings in a weak preacher while you're gone. Yeah. No scrubs. Yeah. yeah. Right. Bring a, bring a good person because so, your people need to hear a different voice. So it, I, it is good for the whole church too, right? It's good for the church to have that person go away because I think the reverse is what happens. There's We miss you, right? Absence makes the oh, heart grow fonder. I'm, see, I've not experienced yeah. that. Well, it, I, we'll wait to see <laughs> if it works with you, but most of the times it's going to be like, yeah, man, we really miss that person. And it just makes, you know, we get very comfortable seeing one another around and we don't always take the time to encourage one another and thank one another for Hey, man, so glad you're here. But after being gone for a little bit, coming back, you'll hear a lot of, man, we missed you. You know, thanks for all I you do. I hope so, because and, uh, what I've heard most of the time has been and throughout my career is, oh, were, were you gone somewhere? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's not right. So I am headed out on sabbatical coming up. Very, very excited. It'll be my first one. It is uh, a lot of fishing some golfing, and a yes. lot of trying to get lost in the woods that separate the United States and Canada. Yes, but I would like for you to write a report on the book, uh, A Tale of Three Kings. So if you could do a book report during your sabbatical, that'd be great. The good thing is, Ronnie, and my thought journal, it's already there. And record the song, We, so I'd be happy we to Three do Kings. <laughs> we Are sing. the World will be the backside of that. <laughs> yes. We are the children. Yeah. All right. So any, <laughs> <laughs> any other... Thoughts about sabbaticals? <laughs> They're great. Take get well, yeah, get oh, it, get one if you can. Hey, get, can can <laughs> can I? <laughs> I can't believe you just set me up for that one. Yeah, me? Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> you know the the problem is you just don't ever know what landmine Ronnie's going to step on. You know I can try to pathway as best I can. Yeah. You just never know. Uh, one one last thing on sabbaticals, I think we do need to say, <laughs> is is that sabbaticals uh, for us. I, I do think it's important that when you send someone away and you're expecting them to be gone, yes. that you provide some type of stipend to help. That's with their, another important fact. Their travel yeah. expenses. Oh man, please do that. Don't make them have to finance this all alone. And yeah, and our convention, the national and at the state level, both have a program to help pastors whose churches can't afford for them to go on oh, yeah. sabbatical to provide finances to make that happen. Really? It's called Bitcoin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, no, oh. sir. Oh, okay. No, it's not. <laughs> well, on that note, that's going to do it that's for, a this, fun one. Yeah. for this episode of the podcast. We're so glad that you guys joined us today. <laughs> if you have a question, comment, concern, complaint, or criticism for Ronnie, please send yes. that directly to him at RonnieMarriott.com. <laughs> but if you have a serious thing to send to the Crazy Pastor team, send it to me, uh, Christopher at CrazyPastors.org. Yes. Love you guys. Have fun on your Go sabbatical. Global Nation. What a dork. <laughs> <laughs>
Sorry, man. That was... <laughs> that was too much for you? No, I love the brief summary. <laughs>